Good to go. Dan, how are you getting on? Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yeah, no, I uh, just for for I just did a solo episode the other day, and I was just um, just basically giving a bit of context around, like I suppose I did a the the testimonial the other day on the Instagram. So I was just yeah. kind of giving a little bit of context around that, and I said that uh, you're coming on next week. I said it'll be a podcast worth worth listening to. So so no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure's on that's it that's it just to give people i suppose a bit more um context so dan i signed up to dan from tmp going back probably i suppose we're 16 16 weeks now working together and i signed up for the reason of i'm not really exactly it's kind of hard to put it into one sentence as to the, the, i suppose the reason that i signed up it was more so with feelings of anxiety overwhelm stress and I didn't really know what I was signing up to, to be honest. I just knew that this man might be able to might be able to help. But it kind of like my eyes opened up a lot. And I just feel like this episode is going to be very beneficial for people because you can re- relate this sort of stuff to every aspect of your life, in my opinion. So, Dan, just for people listening, who are you? And like, I suppose, what do you do? Sure. Good question. So um, right now, I'm a senior mental performance coach at Total Mental Performance. Um, Total Mental Performance is the world's fastest growing um, mindset and mental performance coaching service, which is predominantly dedicated to the fitness industry. So working with coaches, um, entrepreneurs, people like yourself. Um, I've been with the business about 18 months or so now and was promoted at the beginning of this year to the senior level. So at the senior level, I work with people who are in a very similar position to you. So they've been in the fitness industry for quite some time. beginning to scale their businesses, take on more coaches, additional staff. So the type of problems that um, I'm helping coaches work through right now is those kind of like leadership problems, you know, Mm -hmm. evolving from um, a solopreneur, one man band type operation to scaling a business where you're bringing more people in and the wrath of mindset challenges that come along (laughs) with that scaling process. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And the previous role I was in was working at that solopreneur level. So the problems that we see in individuals at different stages of their coaching journey are quite big really you know so people who are quite new into the coaching space will um, typically be grappling with problems like uh, you know fear of judgment fear of exposure being um, on social media a lot that's where business runs so kind of demonstrating an authentic voice and version of themselves can be quite intimidating and challenging so in that part of my career with TMP they were the kind of problems that I was working with Mm -hmm. and I find like with so for you Dan right how Mm. then did you like get into that I suppose space because I just think it's so it's so interesting the whole mindset aspect in regards to what you find out about yourself you know what I mean as in you just kind of mentioned there seeing new challenges facing new little tasks and things like that and how did you end up getting into the getting into the space yourself because it's 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 a different type of space you know mm, yeah absolutely well every coach including myself at tmp all has some kind of background in a commercial environment so mm. i worked in corporate sales leadership for about nine years and started in um, recruitment then went on to financial services and then later finished up in software and hardware sales so my career on paper looks very different 
in the past to what it does now you know you'd look at sales and you'd look at therapy or coaching and there's not really that many similarities but um the transition happened at the beginning of the lockdown when mm. um my lifestyle that i was living wasn't possible anymore so i was going out i was partying a lot taking a lot of drugs and ultimately it was because i was very unhappy i was not satisfied with the life that i was living yet i was earning great money so it was easy for me to go and spend all that money on uh, expensive um, clubs and bars and clothes and point of shit that I didn't really need but ultimately that came to an end when the lockdowns happened and then I couldn't go out and I couldn't party anymore so I really had no choice but to turn my attention inwards and understand that I was deeply unhappy and over about 12 to 18 months I came to the realization that I was depressed and very unhappy and it was at that moment that I found therapy I knew that I wasn't going to be able to get out of the hole on my own and had to kind of raise my hand and say, hey, I'm struggling. Can I please have some help? So um, I went to therapy, understood that the destructive lifestyle that I was living was all being fueled by um, my unresolved past. So I was adopted at a very young age. And whilst I had a great life and I'm very grateful for it in my young binary mind, which processes things and yes, no, good, bad, love, hate. Mm -hmm. I saw that as me being just not good enough or not worthy. So all of that pain and trauma and emotion that was um, created as a result of that adoption was just being ignored. And then a few years later than that, my adopted mum died of cancer. And again, didn't want to go near it, just packaged it all away and pushed it all away. Mm -hmm. So all of that stuff was bubbling away inside me, like this big ball of energy that I was just choosing to ignore and didn't want to go near it. So that depression, which I came to realize uh, in late 2021, was all caused by that stuff. So I went to therapy, started working on myself. And over about four or five months, I began to like awaken and connect to myself in a way that I'd never done before. It was like um, seeing the world through a completely different lens. It was so powerful and transformational that whilst still on lockdown, I came to the realization that I didn't want to work in sales anymore. And because I'd seen such transformative results as a result of going to therapy myself, I decided to retrain as a therapist. So started training uh, in Quest Cognitive Hypnotherapy, which is what I'm qualified in now. And you'll be very familiar with that, having been on the receiving end of it several times. <laughs> That's a fact. Um, yeah. And uh, studied NLP and then went on to do additional training in addiction as well. So as well as working with TMP, I also have my own addiction therapy business that I, um, uh, I, I run myself. So after qualifying as a therapist, I was still working in sales and going um, after the lockdown, going back into sales because I'd spent so many years spending loads of money. I was in a lot of debt, right? So mm -hmm. despite the fact that I was then qualified as a therapist, I had to work to clear the debts and build up enough cash so that I could jump out of employment. And at the time, my intention was to just run my own addiction therapy business. But Kieran and I, Kieran is the founder of Total Minute Performance mm -hmm. for the listeners. Um, I've been friends for many, many years. We've known each other ever since we were kids. And uh, in April 2022, he called me saying, hey, Dan, TMP has got to a point now whereby... I'm kind of maxed out. We've got another coach who's also maxed out and we need to hire another team member. Would you be interested in coming on board? And for me, it was uh, it was like a golden ticket really because not only would that give me an opportunity to work with a very good friend of mine, but 
it would give me an opportunity to uh, break free from employment and uh, start creating a life that I designed. So that is how the journey took place from employment therapy to TMP and um, I joined as a mental performance coach up until February this year, as I said, and then got promoted. So that's the journey. That is some journey in fairness, isn't it? And I think yeah. from from what I'm kind of gathering from that, obviously I would have heard the kind of the first part of that. Do you remember the talk that we were over in, you, that you were doing over in Manchester? And obviously there was a lot of talks yeah. that day. That was a heavy day, to be honest. And there was a lot of stuff that didn't sink, sink in my brain that day. But like kind of what I'm getting from that is, I suppose there was the, I suppose a lack of purpose for for a long time. And I think it just drives home the fact that like, money is only one small piece of the puzzle um mm. and like it's like sometimes in that that can open do- if you're not in a good place in yourself it can open avenues that you don't want to go down into isn't that mm. it and i find like for me for me with this like one of the biggest reasons that i ever signed up as well was that i obviously want to live 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 a life you know what I mean I want to live a life I have to make a living you know what I mean that's obviously important and anyone that says different probably isn't mm-hmm. telling the truth you know and but at the same time it's like there needs to be that proper deep enjoyment on a daily basis mm-hmm. and not just like chasing and not just like more and more and more and constantly having this kind of like fear of just suppose chasing and nearly like an element of fear of failure in a way and just like oh, it's all going to come crashing down. It's like, I need more, I need more, I need more. And for you, in regards to like stability, you know, and for you, it was kind of probably, could you, you could have gone completely by yourself, but was it kind of nearly your values of like working along someone, alongside someone you and you, your your friends with and you don't you know, get on really well with and while also mm-hmm. having a business. And, you know, was it, was that kind of the reason it's like your values aligned with that? Yeah, there was definitely uh, alignment of values, but beyond that, I was totally on board with the TMP mission and vision. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we talk about purpose, um, what Total Mental Performance are doing is largely unseen. There's not many businesses who are operating in the same way that Total Mental Performance is. And I saw that and I thought, well, I can help a lot of people doing it that way. Mm-hmm. A lot more people in a lot shorter time frame than I would be able to doing it on my own. So there was that element as yeah. well, you know, and you can kind of get this feeling when you look at some startup businesses, you know, some of them have just got an energy that propels right. them forwards. And it's like, it's intoxicating, right? You know, I'm reading a Steve Jobs book at the moment about the um, formation of Apple and he definitely did that with Apple, you know, in the early years, like late, late seventies, early eighties, it was a movement that Apple created. And then, uh, Nike, Phil Knight, the founder of Nike, Mm -hmm. the clothing manufacturer did exactly the same thing. It was a movement. They were doing something which was up until that point, pretty much unseen. And they captured the imagination of the public. That's why people were kind of fanatical about certain brands and I get the same kind of feeling from Total Mental Performance. I certainly got that at the time when Kieran reached out and said, hey, I need someone to come on board. It's like, wow, these guys are doing something really fucking cool. And I want to be part of that. Yeah. And I'd be honest, I can relate so much to that now 
because it's kind yeah. of like more or less the exact same position because yeah. obviously currently at the moment, well, yeah, I suppose still currently at the moment, Glean hasn't fully launched yet or anything, but it's like I am on my own. Let's say I have a team and obviously like people are achieving incredible, incredible results, but it's like everything, every time I've, let's say, did a challenge or whatever, like it always kind of like fills up more or less in the first day. And Sean approached me in Kuji as well, just like here and kind of approach you. We were at Kuji's a beach over here in uh, um, Australia. Obviously, I was always friendly with Sean or whatever, but he had mentioned John had joined together. And it was that exact reason. It was kind of like, right, okay, we're doing this. People are getting this. It's like, right, what if we bring this together? Not only are we going to just enjoy working like as a team, but it's like, you're just going to reach so much more people. And it's like, you can see a vision, you can see like that mission. And I think that's so important, like enjoying what you're doing on a daily basis deeply is one mm. of, is in my opinion, the most important thing. And yeah. for me, I didn't realize that until I was in something that I absolutely despised, you know, which was like, engineering type of stuff and you know what I mean which number one I wasn't good at but number two I just I hated it you know what I mean and whereas like having that purpose just kind of improves every aspect of your life because if you're kind of not happy with what you're doing on a on a daily basis like everything can be that bit more challenging can't it it can yeah and I don't know if you've heard of this but the Japanese have got a really cool concept for a purpose called ikigai and no. um, it essentially means a reason for being so if you can imagine like a Venn diagram, you know, you've got a circle up there, circle up there, circle um, overlapping four circles. Mm -hmm. And in the center of those four circles, you've got um, Ikigai, which is a reason for being. And it's split into four quadrants. So the first one is um, doing something that you're good at. Second okay. one is doing something that the world needs. The third one is what you enjoy, doing something that you enjoy. And the fourth one is something that you can get paid for. Now, most people who work will be in maybe one, maybe two of those. But if you're just in the section, which most people are, of what you can get paid for and what the world needs, then all you've got there is a vocation. It's kind of just a job and there's no real um, emotional connection that you've mm. got to that job. But if you are working in a role or inside your own business, which you enjoy you're good at you can get paid for and the world needs well then you've got a reason for being and that's where you find that purpose and it's hard to do you know it is, yeah. it's I, I would categorically say that i have arrived there now but it's taken me many different failures and mistakes to get to this point you know there was a yeah. i used to have that really impulsive mind where there's a period where I thought, you know what, I'm going to create an Airbnb business. I'm just going to find people who are renting properties. I'm going to reach out to them and then I'm going to rent their Airbnb out on their behalf. And had this like surge of doping where I thought, this is a great idea. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And I'd look into it in a bit more detail and think, that's nah, not going to happen. I can't no, do you that. Don't. No, and I don't want yeah. it. And really it's because it's just something that I could get paid for. And that's what a lot of people do. They see big pound signs and they're like, wow. Yeah, I can do that. But if you're not good at it, you don't enjoy it and the world doesn't really need it and it's pointless. That's when you've just got the empty cash. And I do think that most people should try absolutely everything, you know, if particularly if they're already working in a job where they're, they're unhappy and they know they are, 
even if they're getting paid great money, if they have an inspiration, go out, make a mistake. You need to fuck up a few times before you find that thing, but you'll only find that thing once you've gone out and really tested yourself to the point of understanding what you don't like. You have to figure that out first. That's it. And I think as well, striking the kind of two sides as well, it's like having having a business for one person could be the like the worst mm. nightmare in the world. Like another person could like just love nine to five and that's what one person like another person would like just let's say love the business aspect love the stresses that come with it constant mm. like you're you're you know there's a element of instability all the time in a way like you know what i mean um and mm. i think it's i i couldn't agree more though in trying things it's like i i think one of the biggest things that i've kind of learned from yourselves where it's like when it comes to making like decision is like draw the line down the middle what if, what if this goes to shit? What's the worst thing that can happen? You know what I mean? What's the worst thing that can happen? It's like, okay, I maybe lose out on, could be maybe financial or it could be, mm. could be, could be anything, you know what I mean? But oftentimes it's like the what if isn't maybe, it's not irreversible unless it's the case that you're having a baby or something maybe, or you know what I mean? That's then obviously not irreversible, you know? So that's kind of the way I kind of make decisions now. It's like just trying different things. It's, and even someone like, uh, it could be someone even just moving away from like a business aspect or like a job aspect it could be someone just making any decision where it's like wanting to go for a goal of running a half marathon or it's like right what if sometimes people kind of make it a bigger deal where it's like oh i'm i won't do that i won't be able to achieve that i'm i'm gonna fail etc and like create these kind of things in their head you know where it's like what's the worst thing that can happen if you just try it you know what i mean just just try it and give it a go because i find anything that when I look back, I know I'm only fucking 23, right? I have a lot to learn yet, like, you know what I mean? But when I look back on anything that was very, very challenging at the time and maybe didn't go the way I wanted to go, they're all it was mm. always the biggest learning curve ever. One thing that's come up a lot for, for us in our conversations was, I suppose, my days racing. um, And I probably came up negatively a lot, mm. but at the same time, probably i don't think i'd be doing what i'm doing now if it wasn't for racing you know what i mean mm-hmm. obviously developed very poor relationship with food and things kind of stemming from it and that you know but it was for me it was like the best thing that i've probably ever did because like it's without learning them things you can't you can't yeah unless you hit the hit the floor you you don't really know where to you, you know you, you you don't know how to you haven't learned the experience i suppose you know yeah yeah and naturally we don't want to go into the pain like the difficult experience we don't want to go there because it's uncomfortable and anatomically and neurologically speaking we're we're hardwired to move towards pleasure and away from pain but it's a choice because as you say pain is our biggest teacher for the most part your mind doesn't want to go into the pain but unless you go into it how can you overcome it? How can you prepare to avoid that happening again in the future? And just doing something like asking yourself, well, what if the worst case scenario happens? What am I going to do then? Yeah. You won't want to answer it, but every time you do, it alleviates anxiety because you're no longer time traveling. You know, most people experience anxiety because they're traveling out to an imagined future, which they're creating in their unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's going to cause anxiety. Whereas if you just write it down, say, right, well, uh, something which which 
I get a lot, right, is I've lost five clients this month. Panic stations, all falls to pieces. Okay, well, what if you lost all of your clients? What would you do then? Let's just build out that scenario. And you go, all right, okay, well, I just go back to the basics and do what I did before to get to this point. Right, okay, good. Breathe. You can really, yeah, you can apply that though, can't you, to, to every aspect, can't you? You can apply yeah. that to every aspect of making decisions. It's like, it, that's, that's just it. It's like, calm down like yeah. relax about it relax yeah something dan i just want to kind of bring it back to slightly i suppose let's say dan when i i feel like this will be beneficial for for many different people but let's say when i joined right mm. i was feeling i suppose a sentence that i used to always say was right evan is average evan is average mm. anything he does he's kind of average but i still had that drive to do different things i went into i suppose something we figured out was I had maybe, I had a, a kind of a bit, a bit of a, I suppose, a driven mindset because I went into race and into kind of uh, tried to be a professional jockey, things like that, and things went the way they went or whatever. But then I went into something kind of, it's maybe not the norm, you know what I mean? As in an online coach, it's a fairly kind of new type of thing. Um, mm. But one thing, yeah, as I said, I was kind of like always then putting a bit of a ceiling for myself, like Evan is average. And one thing you mentioned about yourself a, a few minutes ago was, you being like that unworthy and having that thing in your feeling, that burning feeling, like someone's probably listened to this and they're like, oh, I, every time I try to lose weight, I just, I fail after two weeks. Same thing that happens all the time and same thing happens all the time. Say your past experiences, what is that connection with the likes of the subconscious mind? Because Obviously, what we worked on was really going back that kind of timeline and like letting go of certain scenarios. And there's no question in my mind that it has benefited me, however the hell it has happened. But why do how does that work for someone mm. listening who is kind of feeling like, oh, I failed again. I'm no good. I'm useless. Create that identity. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about beliefs here. And mm. this was absolutely transformational for me when I learned about these so um when we're growing up we're forming our sense of self and beliefs around the world and the reason for that is our unconscious mind is very similar to a hard drive much like you've got a storage unit on your iphone or um, hard disk on your laptop just creating um memories and the beliefs that we form about ourselves and the world live in there. So a really simple way to understand this is like a phobia, right? So a lot of people have got a fear of spiders. I'm sure not so much where you live in Australia because you see them all the time, but yeah. many people who are in the UK are terrified of spiders. So if we imagine like a, a two-year-old child, right? They see a spider for the first time in their life. And it might only be a tiny little money spider, but as far as they're concerned, they've never seen one before. So they might think it's an alien and they might form um, a belief of, I am terrified of spiders, as an example. That's like a line of code that gets stored. And I'll explain the relevance of that in a moment. Mm -hmm. But because they experienced that at such a young period of their life, when they've got no other reference material, remember that's the first spider they've ever seen, that then becomes their foundation. So from that point onwards, from two years old onwards, whenever they see a spider, 
all that stimulus, i.e. the visual stimulus coming into their eyes, has got to refer to is that one experience of when they saw a spider, which they thought was going to kill them at two years old. So whenever they see a spider, what they get is the same emotional response, which would probably be fear, panic, anxiety. And it reinforces that belief of, I am terrified of spiders. And this can be applied to any problem. So social anxiety is really common, right? Yeah, but yeah. to park that thought there for a moment and understand what beliefs actually are, if you imagine your body, your mind, your bones, your blood, everything that you can feel physically, that's the hardware. Your beliefs, that's the software. And much like on your iPhone, if you don't update the software, you don't work properly. So that's what we did when we worked along your timeline and went back to those experiences of you being a jockey. We were essentially plugging in a diagnostic tool and identifying at what point that belief of I am average was formed. And in your case, are you comfortable with me sharing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not a bother. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, in your case, it was because you didn't hit the level of success that you would have liked to when you were working as a jockey, right? Mm -hmm. And that caused that belief of I am average. So from that point onwards, you are creating glass ceilings for yourselves in terms of your um, professional growth, because at the core of your being, you believed that you were average. And your unconscious mind was just looking for reasons to validate that as being true, because that's all it knows. Remember, that is the foundation. And our unconscious mind is very primitive and simple. And all it wants to do is prove the hypothesis that it has as its software. Does that make sense? How I've explained that? Like perfect sense, perfect sense. And Good. I think it makes sense for someone who's completely fresh and new to this. I think the one thing that mightn't, makes sense is how this is fact because i'll be honest see if i was like listening to a podcast and i hadn't kind of gone through the experience myself i'd be like mm. Mm, but Ara, does that work you know does that work does that work that was because that was me that was me yeah. and how would i describe it i remember hopping off that call that day and i was like what the hell just happened there? Like, you know, what the <laughs> hell just happened? That was the maddest experience of my life. I was like, I didn't think there was anything that I needed to touch on. But it's like a feeling of, um, it was like something was let go nearly. You know what I mean? It was like something that was let go. And it's like, no, you created all that in your own brain. That was, yeah. that's what happened there. That's what happened. Is, is, is that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to demonstrate and convey the effectiveness of, that's it. This kind of work, because it's very intangible. We're talking about ideas, thoughts, and beliefs, which are quite different to medicine you know, or something or medicine. Yeah. Or if you, if you train four times per week and you stick to this calorie goal, you are likely to achieve X. <laughs> yeah. 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 You yeah. can give yeah. like a, you can give like a, um, you know, like a, a kind of, frame as regards to like blueprint. you probably somewhere within this range yeah it's a blueprint right you can be pretty certain that if the person does it to a t you can almost guarantee an outcome in this case it's a bit harder to do that because emotion 
emotion is what we're ultimately talking about here and emotion is just energy you think about the word emotion break it up you've got e for energy and then m for motion emotion is just energy in motion around our body and unless it's like an electrical current or water flowing down a river which is energy in its own way this is a different kind of energy it's emotion and i don't even think that the smartest minds in the world can explicitly define what emotion is and how it works it's just what we've got is just what makes us feel things mm. again feeling is a very intangible concept so it's difficult to convey it to someone where they go yeah i 100 understand what that guy's talking about and you know the brain the human mind is the most complex thing full stop in the universe like we we still don't understand it we still or kind of probably guessing will never for the most part yeah, yeah. probably won't we probably won't it's just guesswork it. and hypothesis so yeah that seems about right like we've got quite a few studies yeah. at this point you know it's, yeah. it makes sense but they could throw that out the window any day and it'd be completely different right so um i've just kind of accepted that maybe i'll never understand it like what i'm communicating to you and the audience may not be categoric truth so i don't want people to listen and go i'm going to accept all of that 100 i encourage people to approach everything in their life with um, a frame of critical thinking i.e question everything if something feels right and sounds right take the bits that do and then go and challenge the bits that don't and that's how we form our own beliefs again we're back to talking about beliefs here but um the the key takeaway when talking about beliefs is that they're not fixed once you identify what a belief is such as i am average or in my case i am not good enough or mm -hmm. i am not worthy that's arguably the most important part just having a brutally honest conversation with yourself or a therapist or a coach and arriving at that understanding of what your belief system is because once you've got it you've kind of got something tangible you can mm -hmm. hold on to a belief that's why they're so useful because once you identify it you're no longer in maybe land thinking well, why do i do this why am i why am i this way yeah right yeah you believe you go oh okay that's why i do this that makes sense and then you go, right, well, let's understand where that was formed. How can we now reframe and reprocess that so it no longer has to be the way that you are? Mm -hmm. This is exactly where I wanted this to go, to be honest, right? Because this is the exact thing that I found beneficial, right? Since we have started, every day, probably in some shape or form, you have come in to my head in some shape or form because of self-awareness that I have started to gain and what i mean by that mm. is things that i do i would like why why did i do that why did i do that or why am i thinking that or when i'm getting like very very like stressed or overwhelmed which of course i still do it's not like as if every aspect is like oh i'm perfect now you know because that's not the goal of this like you know what i mean it was like now what i can do for my own personal struggles everyone's different but we see this anxiousness and this like higher stress and this like maybe fear of thinking negative about a certain situation when that starts coming mm. to play now i can then the term you use a lot and i use it in my own coaching now is like just zoom out zoom out mm. and actually look at the situation more more logically and when you can stop yourself and pause in the moment and actually do that you're able to just probably 
find the solution and it's like things maybe aren't as bad as it seem in let's say for that situation that I'm on about or else you can solve a problem as to why you are doing this or why you are doing this current um let's say um yeah doing whatever it is that that you are doing that is linked back to that x problem or that x belief that 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 was once stored um and mm. i find when it comes to the likes of weight loss or fitness as a whole when you can the biggest thing and i actually have this wrote down as don't know am i going to write an email about it or what i'm going to write about it but when you can have self-awareness of your own habits, uh, I feel like it is the most powerful tool in the world, to be honest, not only for fitness, but it's like, as you, you mentioned something there, it's like, see yourself doing a certain thing. You can be like, oh, that's why I do that. Instead of being like, oh, I'm terrible. Why am I doing that? Or why am I overeating again? Or why have I given up on this diet? It's like, instead of having this frustration, this emotion, it's like, ah, that's why okay so maybe i don't have to be like that you know mm. and the most common thing that i hear is as i mentioned i don't know what i mentioned this at the start or was it before but it's like i am a person who i sorry i'm not a person who can lose weight and keep it off i am a person who is a yo-yo dieter i am a person who is not a runner and again this is the same thing isn't it yeah yeah, their identities that mm -hmm. are formed. And, you know, I was talking about um, this is super relatable for many people. Um, the work that I do with an addiction, this shows up over and over again. You know, you will have likely heard people say, I have an addictive personality. Hear it all the time. And that's a reality that people are creating for themselves. Exactly. When we begin any statement with the letter I, we're stepping into that reality and we get the future that we expect. So if in the case of addiction, we're constantly telling ourselves that we have an addictive personality, well, guess what? You're going to stay struggling with that. It's, it's going to stay part mm. of your existence in the same way that I'm a yo-yo dieter. Keep saying that, you'll stay stuck. Exactly. Because the moment right. you have, the moment you have that so-called slip up that you probably create mm. a way bigger deal than it actually is, is in the yeah. moment where it's like, this is me again, the usual Mick, John, Mary, Jim, whatever it is, mm. you know what I mean? This is me. Oh, done again. Mm. And that's where it keeps going and you stay stuck in that cycle. Whereas mm. I think the biggest thing I want people to take from that is like question, question your beliefs. And actually a question mm. for you here, right, is from what I see anyway with clients, people can like reverse this with, I don't know, is it like a bit of softer coaching? Like I'm by no means, am I able to dig deep? Like you're able to do like with the, with the mind or anything like that. But even just explaining this at a very, very like ordinary level from that, mm -hmm. that I'm doing here, you know, it's like mm. where they can start maybe understanding it. Maybe they can start questioning, but can people reverse these thoughts themselves or mm. Yeah. Yeah, they absolutely can. A, a, a question which I will have asked you several times, which the listeners can take away and ask themselves to identify what beliefs they're operating from, is to grab a pen, um, notepad, or do it on an online document, however you want to do it, and answer this. If there was a statement that you could write that you believe about yourself to be true, speaking to whatever problem it is let's say it's yo-yo dieting what would you say beginning with i 
or I am, or I am not. So I'll repeat that. If there was a statement... I always get you to need to do it a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If there was a statement that you believe about yourself to be true, beginning with the letter I, what would you say? Beginning, and it would be I, I am, or I am not. Mm. So, example, your one, I am average. My one, I am not worthy. In my case of love, that's what I felt. But they're kind of more heavy ones, right? But it could be, I am a yoga dieter. Or, I am not able to lose weight. I am not yeah. able to run, whatever. Mm -hmm. The point is that any one of those statements has got a limitation. It's a limiting belief. And you can go the opposite way, and there are empowering beliefs, like, I am awesome, or yeah. I am fit. I am healthy, which are great. And when I ask that question, if I ask someone to make a statement, they usually default to, I can do whatever I put my mind to or something along those lines. And that's great. We don't want to lose that. That's that driving um, growth mindset that I'd imagine a lot of your listeners do operate from. And we're not going to discredit that. We want to keep that. But identify the ones on the other side identify what the limiting beliefs are because they are the ones that are going to provide the biggest roi the return on investment based on your time that you invest going into the darkness and the ones that don't feel good to identify that's what's going to help you the most and it could even help you in the most simplest way in life mm. like maybe many people will probably be like oh that's why i do that where it's like it might be something small but it might be something that's still maybe holding you back from something that i don't know you're wanting to do in god knows what having you in life you know and that's kind yeah. of the the whole purpose i i genuinely feel though dan like working with i i don't think people have like a massive amount of knowledge or awareness around this type of work you know or the real kind mm. of like power behind it um because uh, I personally feel that, see, when it comes to when it comes to fitness, obviously this is the type of podcast that it is. Mm. Like the people I work with, it's like nutrition is such a, it's such a tiny aspect of it, you know. As in, obviously mm. that is the main fundamental. Obviously, then there's ways of increasing adherence or whatever. Like obviously, there's little tools you use or whatever, but that's not the that's not the main thing. You know, that is not the main thing. It's like right, what's happening on a deeper level in the mind, where it's like to stop this self-sabotage and kicking in every time you have a slip up. It's like that all or nothing mindset, you know, it is the most common thing I see with 80% of the clients that I work with, to be honest, like this kicking in, it's like beating themselves up. Then it's action and emotion. And it's like, boom, weeks are gone, you know? Um, and it was just, again, just a guy, even just yesterday, it was like voice note, oh, fecked up again i'm a failure i'm sorry i've wasted i've wasted your time it's like he he enjoyed his weekend a bit too much you know and it's like created this and uh, this mm. massive massive deal in his head where it was like mm. if you just can get back in the groove again things will be moving in the right direction but it's like every time you have a step up you keep going back i presume to like times where i don't know he failed something in his in his life or whatever do you know what i mean yeah yeah you're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. And a frame which I've talked to you before is the scientist mindset. Mm -hmm. Instead of perceiving a slip up to be an insult or confirmation towards your identity of being a failure, 
it's just an experiment and all that anyone is trying to do is either prove or disprove a hypothesis and in this case this guy disproved the hypothesis and Mm -hmm. that's okay you just throw your lab coat on and try again make a small tweak like a scientist does they would fail thousands of times over and over again they find ways that things don't work but that doesn't mean it's a failure it just means that you found a day that it's ineffective so instead of questioning themselves with a why you know why am i such a failure which implies um negativity and and criticism ask how how could i do this differently exactly exactly really simple frame don't ask why ask how and write that down because <laughs> there's it's just such it's such a such a common thing dan i would love if i had another about hour to be honest because i'd say i touched on one of the points <laughs> that, that i wrote down <laughs> I, I knew this was gonna happen i fucking knew it but for i suppose obviously dan you are going to be heading off but for i suppose what's the future looking like for you now dan um as in yeah where are things going or you know where yeah there's obviously yeah, where are things going professional and life as a whole? Well, professionally, we are entering a pretty big growth phase at TMP, which is really, really exciting. We've just hired our fourth coach. So the team is growing and um, we've got plans to hopefully double by the end of next year. Savage. So um, as far as the next 12 months is concerned, it's almost like the launch pad is primed and the, the the fuel is going into the rocket at the moment and we're just kind of hovering over that button to go and then we're going to hopefully we go. take off. So, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's an exciting time. We've got some really big plans for, for TMP in 2024. And um, personally, I'm doing a bit of traveling at the moment, which is fun. I've never done it mm-hmm. before. We're doing it slightly differently, living in a villa in Spain right now, which is lovely. Um, got my dog and my girlfriend with me and we're going to be traveling around different parts of Europe with uh, 90 days in each country over the next 12 that months is class. or so. so I'm uh, very excited. Yeah, 2024 is going to be one hell of a year, man. Yeah, no, that, that is incredible. I just think the travel aspect is 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 savage combined with your, obviously, your your, your job and that and combined with your love and your job and that. But no, just honestly, like, there'll probably be a few coaches. There will be probably a lot of coaches read this, listen to this or whatever, but I can't emphasize enough how much has helped my brain, Um, to be honest, you know? So again, just thanks a million um, yourself. And where can, just where can any coach, if they were wanting to like work with you or anything, like where can they, 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 they work with you? Yeah. So our main Instagram is just total mental performance at total mental performance. And then my personal Instagram is at Dan underscore TMP. Deadly, deadly. No, Dan, thanks a million. Appreciate you coming on. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, bro.